Welcome to the Whistleblower Newsroom. I'm Christina Borgeson. Today's show is a real gift to every one of us going out there every day, wearing masks, breathing our own dirty air in and out, in and out, and wondering when this coronavirus madness is going to end so we can literally breathe again. Many of us have wondered just how effective all this mask wearing is and how healthy it is to be breathing our own carbon dioxide all the time and when we really should and shouldn't be wearing a mask. So today, I can't be more thrilled to have former director of the National Cancer Institute's Antiviral Mechanisms Laboratory, Dr. Judy Mikovits, former director of the National Cancer Institute's Antiviral Mechanisms Laboratory, Dr. Judy Mikovits, back to talk about her desperately timely new book, The Case Against Masks. Here, finally, a scientist with no agenda other than the public's best interest and good health has published, along with her co-author, Kent Heckenlively, a sane set of guidelines backed up by statistics and science on what masks can and can't do and who is and isn't vulnerable to getting sick or dying of COVID, where and when. So welcome back, Judy. Well, there's so many flaws. We wrote, you know, as you know, we wrote the book, The Ten Reasons um, Why Mask Use Should Be Limited. Number one is we have to breathe oxygen. So atmospheric oxygen is around 21.9% in the air, and you breathe out 16% and 4% CO2, uh, carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide in the air is only 0.04%, and you breathe out 100 times that. So that's toxic to your body. So carbon dioxide in your blood is hypercapnia, and that's the diff definition of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So the most important thing is it's driving the very disease in the most vulnerable, in, including you know people with COPD, people like me with uh, 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 pleurisy, that's fluid in your lungs, and the same thing, susceptible to infection. None of the masks stop the virus, and and all of the masks make you sicker. I I have to tell you, I was absolutely shocked when I read that the virus was a thousand times smaller than the pores in a surgical mask. <laughs> Correct. I mean, every mask in the N95, this, um, you know, these PPE, personal protective equipment, you, you train on those and you use those for certain situations. I used a full suit when working with Ebola, the similar family of viruses. You know, when, when working with those viruses, you use a very different um, mask that literally brings air into you, into your, um, you know, into your face so that you're breathing so the virus can't go through it. And every single mask, it's, as, as my friend Patty Hall, who uh, the HealthyAmerican.org, it's like, it's like stopping a mosquito with a chain link fence. And so what you're doing is you're concentrating bacteria. You're concentrating, think about it, people take that mask and they put that in their pocket or they put it on their chin or what on their head. And he said, kind of greasy lotion in it and those blue surgical masks also are sprayed with teflon they're taking in toxic ptfe fluoride you know toxic fluoride that's where it came from the um Wait, international academy <laughs> did you just say that the the surgical masks everywhere those blue masks also have toxic what teflon so toxic Fluoride. It's called PTFE. <laughs> the, the chemical name I won't say. But yeah, they have Teflon. So in, in California, Governor Newsom bought these, these toxic masks from China lo loaded with toxic fluoride. And uh, those PTFEs are, are uh, Prop 65. They're against the law in California. The, on, on a Starbucks or on a train, you see that risk of those from breathing and so now you're at risk of concentrating toxic and, and also other other toxic ways in that mask and you're breathing it in your lung because as you deplete your oxygen you start breathing heavier you can you you can literally pass out in only seconds 
in one of those surgeries. Oh my God. I mean, it, I, I do know that when I have to go in a building and I put one on, I, I can barely tolerate it for like five minutes. I can barely tolerate it. I, it's just, it's just awful. Except right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you're driving the disease. A, a, a truck driver with one of those on is DUI. That's driving under the influence. He's, he's without oxygen. He can pass out. He can cross over the line. I drove in that Hurricane Sally yesterday and, and just prayed nobody had a mask on because it was driving rain and I couldn't see the cars around me. It's, they're dangerous. They're, 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 they're killing people. They're injuring people. The autistic are already depleted in glutathione and mitochondrial function. People like me, the very, this is what I was saying, um, the very front line, the nurses, the healthcare workers, the doctors, the first responders, um, it, you are at great risk wearing a mask. Where are those in the lab working with the patients? Doctors have, have oxygen, pure oxygen, pumped into the surgical rooms so that they can breathe clean air. And the masks should be sterile. Oh, my God. Well, let's, all right. So now we know the masks, the masks themselves are toxic. We know that uh, breathing in and out, you know, you're basically poisoning yourself, not to mention whatever chemicals are in the masks themselves. But so, and bacteria. I'm sorry. And and bacteria. And 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 in your own viruses. So you activate. So you deplete your immune system in your in your nasal in your nose, in your throat, you have an, an immune system that prevents these things from getting into your blood. And you're depleting that immune system. T-cells, the, the very T-cells you need to respond, the CD4 T-cells, oh, that's the definition of HIV-AIDS. So if I'm a carrier of HIV or the XMRVs, other viruses, latent viruses like EBV, the herpes viruses, if I'm carrying those, which 99% um, of Americans are, in, in, in the case of EBVs, or, or more than 20 million Americans are carrying the XMRVs, the cancer-causing viruses, um, that and, and HIV, you will activate expression of that and make yourself sick, and you'll be spreading HIV and contagious cancer in the retroviruses by wearing the mask. Oh, my God. Now... So, okay, so masks are toxic in and of themselves, but let's talk about the rationale for um, wearing the mask. Uh, uh, this is to avoid uh, infecting other people or being infected by the coronavirus. So let's talk about how the coronavirus infects people and yeah, the coronavirus spreads in large water droplets. So if you were to cough in a mask or sneeze, large water droplets, uh, not, not little droplets, not in the air. It's not spread like the measles. It spread like the Ebola in 2014. So it, it does spread through, it spread through water droplets. It doesn't spread in the air? No. Okay, so it, it, it's carried in water droplets. Yeah, so if you sneeze or cough. So if I would pleurisy, that means fluid in your lungs. If I cough, as, as I do most mornings to clear my throat, to clear my passages, and I cough out fluid, that gets trapped on the mask. And the virus goes right through that. And, and that fluid in that mask allows the virus to concentrate in the mask. And then I'm breathing heavier and I breathe it back in. So my immune system says, oh, you got too much virus in your, you know. So <coughs> as you hear me <coughs> coughing now, um, you know, literally my mask makes me sick. Your mask makes you sick, and neither mask prevents the spread of disease. They actually accelerate it and concentrate it. 
So what do you, let's talk about the guidelines. First, let's talk about the guidelines then for mask wearing. I mean, should a mask ever be worn? Um, not, not by a healthy person outside or in, in a, in, in a situation like we're being mandated, like walking through a lobby or doing your job. Should masks be worn? Certainly. Painters, um, uh, when, uh, you know, surgeons should be wearing one because they've opened up, they've cut the patient and, and they're literally leaning over them. So should they cough, they don't want to cough anything into an open wound so yeah a mask should be worn by a professional under the appropriate circumstances so for instance the n95 mask is a mask that i would have to wear and my husband currently has to wear because of the fires in california so yes, the particulate matter in 911 when when the in a dust storm for the military um, in in uh, deployed. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons why where a mask should be worn, but in the appropriate place, and it's not to prevent the spread of a coronavirus. And and the most important thing, the reason, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking, the reason we wrote the book, The Case Against the Mask, is it's extremely important. If you get a flu shot with live attenuated flu, that's what the flu shot is. It's not a dead piece of virus. It's live influenza. You are literally concentrating the flu in that mask and spreading the flu. I told my husband, do not go in a grocery store that has a pharmacy giving flu shots because those people are unwittingly concentrating and spreading upper respiratory infections to the most vulnerable. And, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because you think you're safe wearing a mask and you're not at all safe you're making people sick and most importantly you're making yourself sick and and those I, I i just literally stop and pray every time i see an elderly person walk in the grocery store with the so-called free flu shots they're not free they've cost our country everything oh my god i mean that's 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 actually kind of terrifying but i thought i read in your book that you did say if you are going into a crowded situation, you know, a very crowded situation where people are crowded together, that maybe wearing a mask is advisable. Um, if you're going into a, a crowded situation where sick people are crowded together. Okay. Or, 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 for instance, yeah, where it, it as it, in a hospital where sick people are crowded together. For instance, I work with cancer patients. So if I were in in a in a cancer ward in a waiting room where there are ten or twelve cancer patients, I would wear a mask to protect them. They shouldn't be wearing a mask. They have cancer. Cancer is driven by, by a lot of things, but in particular, there's a compound transcription factor called hypoxia-inducible factor 1-alpha. And what that, that's like putting a blowtorch on the cancer. So last week I was in a cancer oncology group with a client. They would not let me in and they would not let a patient in without a mask. And, and, and I was angry, but I, I need meetings and educate people. Um, so I will file an official grievance, and as soon as I get home to, to Ventura, I will be standing outside that center Say, are you kidding me? You are driving cancer. So in crowded places with sick people, yes, the, the, you can protect the sick people. And if they're coughing a lot, healthy people coughing, uh, you know, Healthy people don't go cough in a church. We go serve people in churches. I've been in the, the Godspeak Church in Thousand Oaks with Rob McCoy, thousands of people every single Sunday since uh, Pentecost, since May. Not one person in that church is sick, and nobody has 
COVID. We that's that's healthy people singing in a church don't spread disease. I can't even imagine I tried it. How do I sing and spit on people? Doesn't happen. And you do not have concentrated or any kind of viral particles in your mouth. That's not what the test is testing. Uh, a swab up your nasal passage, picking out a piece of RNA that is a a virus, a tenth of a virus. That's not a virus. The particle in your mouth that you see on TV with the um, with with the spikes, that's protein. You know, measure that. So are are you wait a second, what are you saying about the testing for coronavirus here? What are you saying? The testing is fraud. It has nothing to do with infectious disease. It has to do um, with uh, you know who, dis, who uh, discovered uh, PCR, the Nobel um, laureate, um, uh, the late Carrie Mullis, said that test is for diagnostics. It is not. Yeah. Nobody's, it's not testing of a virus. What, what does PCR stand for, by the way? Um, polymerase chain reaction. So you actually, you give the enzyme that is heat stable. Um, and that enzyme will, will write, transcribe the virus. And, and, and then you amplify a piece of a virus a million times. So polymerase chain reaction. So you're looking for something that, and you might have even amplified 10 million times. So it's a very specific test and it has to be validated in a very specific way to show it's actually picking up that exact virus. And then it's never been done. We've never been allowed to see the validation. And and the and in fact, the primer pairs crosstalk with gamma retroviruses, all those retroviruses that we discovered, contagious cancer um, injected in, in, in the contaminated blood, vaccines and a contaminated blood supply for 30 years. That was our work in 2009. We isolated the virus from the sick people. We showed it to be infectious and transmissible. We showed that you coughed that those viruses in those droplets on people that you could transmit infectious contagious cancer oh and that's why they had to take my career away and COVID-19 is a cover-up of that very cancer and the, the mask is killing the very people carrying those you you're not an asymptomatic carrier of a coronavirus you clear a coronavirus a, a coronavirus doesn't integrate into your genes and into your cells and stay there for the lifetime and and through the generations Retroviruses do that. This this COVID nineteen it is a cover up. It's 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 pure fraud, um, and it has little to do with the SARS CoV two. And all the data support that. All the data ninety nine. Hold on, I just I just lost you there. Could you, could you go back? You started to say ninety nine percent. Ninety nine point eight percent of the people. In, uh, that, that are so-called so cases, the asymptomatic carriers, the people who have evidence of infection, are healthy. That's not the causative agent of a disease. In order to be the causative agent of a disease, everyone infected has to get the disease. Everyone with evidence of infection needs to be sick. In fact, that's what our work was. And, and Peter Duesberg said back in the 80s, HIV does not cause AIDS because millions of Americans are walking around with HIV without AIDS. Some other cofactors have to exist. And nobody says it can't be associated with it, but it's not causative. And, and so, so that we are saying that, that SARS-CoV-2, or they're telling us, causes COVID-19 is absolutely fraud and a lie, and all the clinical data support that. Well, co coronaviruses don't cause coagulopathies. Co coronavirus don't, don't, don't cause neuro neuroinflammation. They don't get into your brain. This, this is every clinical symptom they're, they're calling coronavirus other than the acute respiratory distress syndrome, other than the cough, other than the initial effects of a flu-like illness. 
is, is not the coronavirus. So what is COVID-19 then? COVID-19 is, uh, is the coronaviruses plus um, uh, XMRVs, the, the retroviruses, plus other toxic viruses in the, in the flu vaccines, uh, plus um, uh, 5G, plus uh, pollution, uh, plus uh, smoke, plus, um, you know, it's, it's environmental toxins. And, and it's driven by the masks, the, the vaccines. We know the literature proves that the flu vaccines, in, in a large military study, the flu vaccines are, are driving, um, drove the initial coronavirus infections. You're fourfold more likely, 36% more likely, to get a coronavirus infection and, and have a disease from it. So the disease is not the infection. The disease is an uncontrolled inflammatory response to the infection. That inflammation, that cytokine storm, we've heard the term. And, and that cytokine storm is identical to XMRVs, and we published that in 2011. That is, is very similar to HIV disease. COVID-19 is literally murder of, of people who have been injured by vaccines, who have been injected with animal viruses, with human aborted uh, fetal tissue, whose immune systems have been compromised, ha ha who have AIDS, AIDS, acquired immune deficiencies and dysfunction from the toxic shots over the last three decades that have no liability. COVID-19, as we know, is killing the most susceptible in, in our in our society, and the most susceptible in our society are the are the 25 million Americans um, that that was the number and counting in 2011 who've been injected with mouse, monkey, and other animal viruses, SV40, simian virus 40, associated with lung cancer um, in the polio vaccines since the 30s. But I thought, I wait a second. First of all, I thought COVID 19. Um, is uh, like a new, more advanced flu, possibly um, that uh, had a laboratory-created uh, element to it. That is SARS-CoV-2. So the, the severe acute respiratory syndrome, that's what SARS means, coronavirus 2, is... That that jumped into humans, you know, via contaminated vaccines. Absolutely, is a virus that was released um, that is contributing in some of these cases to the severe upper respiratory infection and death. But so SARS-CoV-2 alone, and and nine and and fewer than ten thousand people in the world um, were ever exposed to that virus. You have to prove that there are families of coronaviruses. There's coronaviruses in every single flu shot, in every single polio shot, in every single. We grow those in animal cell lines. Animals have coronaviruses. Chicken eggs have coronaviruses. Absolutely, the, the, we don't know which ones have been injected because we've been lied to, and the government is controlling the narrative. CDC, the corrupt FDA. You know, this is the point of our book, Plague of Corruption, in our movie, Plandemic. This is a plandemic. And, and it's very clear they plan to release these things, um, and they've been doing it for the past 40 years. And they did it in 2014 with the Ebola that killed 21,000 Liberians. Yeah, they're real viruses, but they're driven through the population in contaminated vaccines and by the measures that are being done. The vaccine doesn't have to carry the virus to drive the disease. And it's very clear. So influenza infections drive coronavirus. Okay, drive. So you're basically saying uh, I, I, need to, I need to understand what you're saying. You're saying this COVID nineteen isn't something 
specific coronavirus. This is an amalgam. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, this is a whole lot of environmental toxins because COVID-19 means coronavirus disease or coronavirus infectious disease of, of 19. And the virus doesn't cause the disease. It doesn't satisfy even one causation factor in Koch's postulates. That's K-O-C-H-S. It doesn't satisfy even one because 99.8% of the people are healthy. Explain to the audience what Koch's postulate is. Well, Koch's postulate back, you know, a hundred years ago, um, you know, again, when this fight was going on between, is it the terrain? Is it the immune system? Do you keep a healthy immune system or does an infectious agent cause a disease? So what you have to do is show evidence that everyone, if it's a causative factor, everyone with the disease has to have evidence of infection. And, and, and everyone with evidence of infection has to have the disease. And you have to isolate that infectious agent and give it to another individual and they get the disease. So yeah. think about what we're saying. is a whole bunch of asymptomatic healthy carriers. No, they're not asymptomatic healthy carriers. They're healthy people. And that by definition... SARS-CoV-2 does not cause COVID-19. So the question everybody should be asking is what does? And we're not asking that. What we're doing is we're driving people to disease by suppressing their immune system. Nothing more immune suppressive than fear. So and that mask and people telling me on the street, you're making me sick. No, you're making you sick. Your mask makes you sick. So I won't commit assisted suicide. I won't help the government. So wait, so now let's let's go back then. When COVID nineteen, when this pandemic allegedly started and people were flocking to uh, hospitals and then people, there were reports of, you know, over full hospitals. And my son has a friend who works in a hospital. He's an anesthesia. He was saying, Oh my God, they were working. The ICUs were full of people with respiratory problems, et cetera, et cetera. What was going on? Well, there are lots of upper respiratory infections every year. I mean, hundreds of pneumococcal uh, bacteria. And, and in fact, these bacterial infections in the few autopsies were shown. You know, what, what was going on? Oh, we're, we're giving toxic flu shots carrying toxic coronaviruses. We drove the disease with influenza shots. Um, and, and that happens every single year. Think about the last few years on TV. Oh, my God, there's a big, I, I mean, I'm telling you, the, the, flu, the flu, the influenza supposed season, uh, in, in 2017, and one of the most horrible coughs, many of my family um, got it because we're susceptible. We have, we have COPD and upper respiratory issues. Half of America has asthma. But yes, there was a very serious flu, FLU, and nobody tested to see if it was a coronavirus or an influenza virus or a bacteria or, or a bacterial pneumonia. You don't test for that. For 20 years, the CDC has been lumping all, and probably longer than 20 years, lumping all upper respiratory infections and causing it in calling it influenza and telling you 80,000 deaths came from influenza. But if you tested those, tested those people like they're doing in COVID-19 virus, in many, fewer than a thousand of the deaths in America in, in any given year are actually influenza. And many are the vaccine vaccine strains so COVID-19 all of a sudden wait a minute flu is absolutely gone right yes exactly the flu we have no influenza in 2019 we have only coronavirus that's ridiculous 
That's the other problem. Yes. Wait, I contract bacteria, big lost bacteria. Wait, wait, I, I lost you there. What did you what what were the last two sentences that you said your uh the the communication wasn't good? Something happened to the uh, reception. Okay, we you concentrate bacteria. So yeah, mycoplasma, mold, other causes of upper respiratory infections on those masks. So the masks become a, a, a virus trap as well as a bacteria trap. So you're far more likely in that mask because you've depleted your immune system. You're already toxic by definition if you have or any of the uh, comorbidities. So the CDC has admitted that the comorbidities are the people dying. The people that already have inflammatory diseases are dying. So the flame gets too high because you're throwing gasoline on a fire with a flu vaccine, with a mask, um, with a staying over distancing. So sick. Uh, hand sanitizers. So I I just want to read something that um, was in your book that really sort of knocked me for a loop. It was the May 2020 New England Journal of Medicine writing that uh, right. we know that wearing a this is quote from them we know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little if any protection from infection. Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID-19 as face-to-face -face contact within six feet with a patient with symptomatic COVID-19 that is sustained, this contact, sustained for at least a few minutes, and some would say more than 10 minutes or even 30 minutes. The chance, therefore, of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in a public space is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. So, okay, that set me back on my heels. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And then... The article continues, quote, there may be additional benefits to broad masking policies that extend beyond their technical contribution to reducing pathogen transmission. Masks are visible reminders of an otherwise invisible yet widely prevalent pathogen and may remind people of the importance of social distancing and other infection control methods. It is also clear masks serve symbolic roles. Masks are not only tools, they are also talismans that may help increase healthcare workers' perceived sense of safety, well-being, and trust in the hospitals. Although such reactions may not be strictly logical, we are all subject to fear and anxiety, particularly during, during crimes, times excuse me, of crisis. One might argue that fear, what, what is, I can't find the last of it, but anyway, I, that completely weirded me out, Judy. Completely. <laughs> It, it should weird you out. That's one of the most prestigious so-called journals in the world, uh, medicine, uh, you know, scientific journals in the world. And, and that's what the references throughout our book show. So you've got a mask on so that we can all be afraid. Professor Dolores Cahill, who's an evolutionary virologist in, in Ireland, clearly showed the data that the virus was gone a long time ago. There's no deadly pathogen circulating in the air that knows when you cross over to your table in a restaurant and you take that mask and you put it in your pocket and you load it up with germs and then you put it back on and everybody at the restaurant is fearful and angry and, and you can't 
can't walk to the bathroom. And, and again, in only 10 seconds in the mask, you're suppressing your immune system. You're coughing. You have a sore throat. You have a migraine. Oh, all of those things are inflammatory. So if you are exposed to any virus, you're going to get sick because you've compromised your immune system. The masks are causing the disease. And that's why it's so important that everybody know they won't let our book, that book is censored. They won't let you. I took that book to that oncology office in Ventura. And they, oh, we can't touch the book. Oh, no, we can't touch the book. We can't educate ourselves. And what I was told by that doctor who I've worked with for 20 years, it's the law. No, it's not the law. It's against the law. There is no widespread pathogen. There is no health threat. The virus has been gone for months. That article was May. And they're telling you right there, we're going to do it so everybody remembers to be very afraid instead of to trust and support their immune system instead of using preventative measures like one hydroxychloroquine the half-life of hydroxychloroquine is 22 days one pill a month can be your security blanket for everybody not just covid 19 stars cove 2 covid 19 is not the virus so we have to stop using that term covid 19 is a pandemic uh, a destroy our economy and our health and kill the most vulnerable and that's what they've done in those hospitals in those nursing homes i'm tomorrow with nurse Aaron in tampa or saturday in 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 uh, Tampa with Nurse Erin giving a panel on the masks. She's the nurse who was in the Elmhurst facility in New York and show, showing the doctors killing the patients, putting the uninfected in with the most vulnerable, with the sickest who can't breathe, transmitting the virus, putting the mask on people and suffocating them, putting the respirators down their throat and suffocating them. This is what's being done and that's been shown clearly but you never see that on TV. Yet, yet we have families with little children. The worst is the little children. Little, little children are growing they absolutely need air the most immune suppressive thing is to is to put a mask on them the autistic kids will die in the mask we've already seen several of our uh, of our friends lose their autistic children from seizures in the middle of the night they are oxygen glutathione the the, the very intracellular antioxidant the frontline defense against coronaviruses are two things, glutathione and your innate immune you make alpha interferon. Those two things are severely depleted in the autistic population, in those with myalgic encephalomyelitis. Chronic fatigue syndrome is inflammation of the brain and the muscles. They already have that inflammatory cytokine signature. And if you put a mask on them or inject them with any more uh, toxins that drive those that flame. It's like throwing gasoline on a fire, and you will, and they are killing them and us. They know the first responders. They know the military. It's horrific. We're killing the military. We're killing the doctors and nurses. We're killing the, the, the most vulnerable, those who have given everything, like me, who've worked with these viruses in these patients. We knew the risks. These little children are being killed, and their parents are killing the children because they're not being educated. They're being lied to by a media that won't even let this book be sold in in stores you can buy it and ship it to your home but barnes and noble won't allow it to be shipped to the store this is the censorship in the united states of america wow i mean that i i i'm just i'm just i'm just struck speechless at what you're what you're saying um i mean you're you're basically saying this is and, and you mentioned that in your book you said there seems to be another agenda uh, underpinning this whole thing because 
uh, agent of the disease. It's not, it's not circulating throughout this country. It's gone. They won't listen to the science of Professor Cahill and other experts. They won't listen to us. They've censored us. Why won't anyone, you know, fine, Dr. Fauci, let's talk. You know, I'll show you the data. You know, we can't get the data shown to Americans. The masks are dangerous. The hydroxychloroquine is preventive to a, 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 a nasal spray or, a, or an oral spray of type 1 interferon that, that, is, that can be sold as, as, a, as a nasal spray, just like any nasal spray. 50 units a day, 50 cents a day. Um, 200 units, low, low dose alpha interferon like your body should make in the compromise. All you have to do is spray it in your mouth. I do it every day. It'll kill any RNA virus, including HIV AIDS. And yet all, for the last 30 years, we as a scientific community have been prevented from learning the truth about the simple things that will cure and strengthen our immune system. We're kept out of the sunshine, as you know from the chapter in our book, kept from healthy vitamin D. D, kept from healthy N-acetylcysteine. You know, the government stops the manufacture of, 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 of you know, the, the building blocks of glutathione. That's N-acetylcysteine, um, glutamate, and, and glycine. Our glycine is glyphosate. So, so we've already crippled our immune systems with a roundup, with GMOs, and yet the FDA just continues to feed that. So they failed at their job. Our food is toxic. Our food causes cancer. Our, the vaccines cause cancer. The vaccines drive chronic infection and, and pandemics, and that's been proven over and over again over the last 40 years, you know, per, you know as uh, my entire profession professional career starting with 1976 and and the and the supposed swine flu so what is your assessment then you know there all these uh vaccines coronavirus vaccines are are being developed and they're going to be rolled out and they, they say they're going to be you know they're going to be legally mandated everybody's going to have to take one so what is your assessment of, of that plan and what those vaccines might contain? And how they might oh, the population? Those vaccines are already killing the most vulnerable. So that, as, you, as you know, there's been a, a case of transverse myelitis yeah, it's paralysis um, um, in, in, in one of the few volunteers who've already taken um, the, the vaccine, supporting my exactly what I've told you in the last hour, supporting the fact that people harboring these latent or dormant quiet infections that have been injected in infection by injection over the past 30 years in the contaminated vaccines we've already been given. So we're all, you know, to, harboring um, these infectious agents. And when we cripple our immune system with a mask and we give any of those vaccines and the flu shot, any shot again until they're shown clean of these contaminants. And that has never been done. There's never been a safety study of a placebo controlled safety study of the flu shots they roll out every year. So these flu shot mandates, the assessment of those is they will drive and have driven COVID-19. They did. The data are clear. It's published in a, in a, in a, in a very large study um, in the military who are mandated to get these vaccines. So my assessment is the vaccines are intended to kill the most vulnerable, and they will, and they won't be mandated. It's, it won't be mandated legally, and Americans won't take them. You know, that's what we're out doing. We're educating the doctors as to the risks. And so where there is risk, there, there is no legal mandate to take away our constitutional right to our very body. Any one of these shots will kill the most vulnerable. And, they're, and they, until they're proven safe, which has never been done. Remember, we've been doing this since HIV. We don't have a vaccine for these RNA viruses. We've been, they've been working by, by 
uh, Fauci's own admission and, and publication after publication for 20 years on SARS. No, the vaccines cause, and they don't understand. They drive the disease. It's called antibody-dependent cellular cytotoxicity. So people who've already been exposed, which by their own records is you know, half of America, have already had those asymptomatic carriers, have had that virus in that system, have been exposed, make an antibody already, you know, have already been exposed, gotten sick and are well, or not gotten sick and are, are have been exposed and make an immune response. Those people, when given the mRNA, the message, the blueprint, injecting messenger RNA into every cell of the body, is a recipe uh, for disaster and and will kill millions of Americans and and um I won't bow down any more than I'll ever put a mask anywhere near my face. I will not participate. And and um, that's my mission is to educate as many doctors and people as possible um, because millions will die. But it won't be from SARS-CoV-2. It will be from these measures. And that's clear. That's clear even now. The amount of devastation done by these masks, by these lockdowns, it's by the prevention of getting 100-year-old essential medicines like hydroxychloroquine, like ceramin for the XMRVs, the, 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 the very drugs that we know um, can prevent, the very natural products, cannabis, you know, vitamin D, um, glutathione, your, your body's own natural defenses, uh, vitamin D, zinc, minerals, healthy minerals. You know, we're, that, that we, we're prevented from getting any of that. And, and my assessment is they'll kill millions and they'll, they'll blame whoever they're going to blame, Trump or anybody else. Um, and, and the vaccine, um, you know, it won't be proven safe. So rolling out anything, it's already been proven toxic. If one person gets transverse myelitis from a vaccine, a supposed healthy person walking around, it fully supports our hypothesis. They're carrying the viruses and it's killing. What is transverse myelitis? Um, it's paralysis. Myelitis means inflammation uh, of the muscles. You know, it's paralysis. So it's inflammation. It's that cytokine signature. It's literally a table injury in vaccine court. If you get, if you get, and vaccine court is a, a euphemism for that horrific thing called the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, where the victims of vaccine damage um, are damaged further by that plague of corruption that is euphemistically or not so euphemistically known as vaccine court. Transverse myelitis is paralysis. It's it's caused by vaccines, it, and we don't understand what in the vaccine causes it. We do now. It's the infectious agents. It's the it's the hundreds of micrograms of nucleic acids and proteins that are injected along with the the antigen. It's the aluminum. It's the mercury that cripples your immune system. Mercury in the flu shots. Um, aluminum in many of the other recombinant vaccines like Prevnar, uh, like the like the pneumonia vaccine. So if you give those to a susceptible individual on the same day, you can not only cause um, transverse myelitis, but actual cardiac arrest and death. And we've we've argued um, with the science behind it in vaccine court as, as uh, for the last five years and shown the exact mechanisms and all of that is in our book, Plague of Corruption, and I'll make all of those reports public to anyone who wants to see them. They hide this from the public. They say it's confidential and nobody can know. Uh-uh, not confidential to hide from the world the plague of corruption and the pandemic. Let me ask you something. Yep. If you had the power like uh, the CIA or the Pentagon to extraordinarily render a few people to get the truth about this whole pandemic or pandemic, as you say, and um, the, the, the killing of people with vaccines. And who, who would you extraordinarily render, Judy? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the, the the three people that have been standing up there and doing this for, for, for 20 years, Robert Redfield, the head of the CDC, he, he killed millions with an HIV vaccine that they said was safe and effective and killed the military and the first responders with it, lied about it, published fraud. Of course, Tony Fauci, who's been doing this, standing in front of presidents for, for um, you know, five administrations, I think he says, scaring, um, you know, people into the next wave, the Zika, the Ebola, the swine flu, the bird flu, the you name it. Or, you know, we're not going to make your vaccine. Vaccines, you know, if you don't protect us from liability and you're going to have, you're going to see the next outbreak. I mean, it is a pandemic. Watch that movie. They planned it at Johns Hopkins. They said, what if the media was saying this? You know, it's, it's astounding. I knew none of this. So, yeah, Tony Fauci, Deborah Burks, you know, gone. The, those people, the head of the FDA who prevented, who, who created, you know, they created the opioid crisis. They approved these opioids that they know are, are destroying millions of lives. They approved those at lightning speed, and yet they won't let natural products like, like vitamin C. They won't let 100-year-old essential medicines that have proven effective and are cheap, like, like hydroxychloroquine, like sermon. They won't let you use the things that, that would cost. You know, our health of this country could be restored in, in literally days by simply eliminating the FDA, the CDC, and these people who have driven these pandemics for, uh, uh, you know, for 40 years and lied to the American public and covered it up. Judy, as, as always, you, you've been amazing. And I'm so grateful that you're out there doing the work that you're doing. And I'm sure a lot of other people are. We've come to the end of the show. But um, I, I really have to tell you that uh, you have my <laughs> deepest gratitude and respect for the work that you're doing. Thank Thanks you. so much, Christina. I, I won't give up. Good. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Christina. <laughs> Bye-bye. Have a great day. You too. It's a really good.